Oh, shit. That's what I want to call these, right? Because the, the shit show sessions I can't pronounce, uh, apparently. Uh, but So I've just decided, uh, and that's why you're probably like, well, the, Tim, he's caught it. The last one, shit show sessions, but it's like Chronicles. Like, get your shit together, man. Okay, it's Chronicles. Shit show Chronicles. That's what we're going to go with. It sounds sophisticated yet dis- and distinguished, yet street enough for the people out there where, you know, X going to give it to you type folk. You know what I'm talking about. X going to give it to you, going to give it to you. I don't know what X got or gave to other people, but it looks like he got a case of batshit crazy. Uh, him and Cat Williams, I don't understand. It's like, how many times can you be arrested and not go to prison? For serious shit, too. It's like, oh, yeah, man, I just robbed this guy. I told him I was a fake FBI agent. It's like, if I did that, I'd probably be dead, tased, or in jail. This guy releases an album about it. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. It's like, yeah, I have $40,000 in money and some crack. That's, I, I'm DMX. I can do that. Right? Then you got Cat Williams getting choked out by little 17-year-old punk-ass kids. Getting high on that meth. Doing that molly. Doing whatever the hell Cat Williams does. Do, do, you know, allegedly. 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 Has been proven. Okay? Goes to all these concerts. Wants to fight the leads. Oh, just, just crazy shit. Cat Williams so yoked. He'd go to like a bodybuilding competition and be like, I think I win this. I think I'm a scrawny ass little body. I can do this. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. So, Bill Cosby. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Saw, uh, uh, who was it? Um, Jim Jeffries. I saw his special uh, the other day, and I thought he had some of the most brilliant 15 seconds uh, in comedy when he first came out, and that's just how he opened his special. He's like, oh, hello, Bill Cosby type thing. So, uh, um, when I last left you in the Shit Show Chronicles, uh, Alicia and I, Alicia, I don't feel like I'm doing it right. Alicia, there you go. More relaxed, take the jaw back, drop it a little lower, get that Alicia. Alicia. And I uh, had suddenly separated by her abandoning the marriage. Uh, I had just gotten my dog back after threatening to spend $10,000, having to threaten to spend $10,000 to take her to court over it. Um, she has removed even more stuff out of the house, uh, and we've started the negotiations, the talks, the accords, if you will, if we're able to bring uh, House Castleman and House Grisham uh, back together, right? And, uh, yeah, uh, where do, we, where do we even go? So we, we never go back to counseling. It's like middle of January, this happening. I still haven't told anyone except my close friends and family what's happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's just all going on. I'm sorry. These pauses are for my brain to catch up because I'm just trying to remember uh, everything in as much detail as possible. So, I don't know, I guess I get the bright idea to be like, hey, let's go have lunch. Because we used to just sing on Saturdays. She'd go work out, come home, get showered, get dressed, get ready. Then I'd get go, get ready. Then we would go, you know, to this little place called Red Zone Cafe. And we'd go ha- have lunch there. And then we'd all, we'd go spend the rest of our days um, together. Uh, or really apart. Um, and that was, you know, that was a big contention in our marriage, and that was one of the the issues that we had worked about in previous years, was that one of us, and I'll go ahead and let you decide between the two of us, the guy who's recording this podcast uh, at 11.50 in the afternoon with no pants on, I'll let you decide which one of us was the workaholic, right? And then we also had some other issues uh, because uh, at my uh, wife's uh, previous job, 
And they were like, hey, do you want to do this job for three to six months? And it turned out to be almost two years where she was gone every other weekend. And I don't know, I'm one of those weird people that when I'm married to you, I want to be close to you and I want to be able to spend time with you. So those things created a lot of issues. And uh, those were things that we kind of addressed, um, had addressed previously. I don't know what the hell the point was sharing that. Um, oh, I was going to talk about, um, so that was my issues with her. The other issue was that we just didn't spend a lot of time together. See, she got really into fitness. She got really back into Jesus, you know, wanting to hang out with friends and family. So it was like our time together was less and less and less to where we were basically relegated to a date night. Now, listen, if you're listening to this, right, as I know several of my friends are, and they're like, dude, that's what me and my wife do. Yeah, but chances are you and your wife have kids, and you and your wife don't work 12 feet from each other all day, every day, right? So our situation was a little different. And the other situation was that one of us, didn't need to really work at all. And that, that was even offered. Like, hey, why don't you quit your job and we can go travel and more stuff like that. And it was like, I appreciate the offer, but no thanks. No, I don't want to do that. And that's for other issues I don't really, beyond the scope of the Shit Show Chronicles, right? There is a limit, ladies and gentlemen, of the Shit Show Chronicles, and that's it. Maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, so we start meeting on Saturdays to try and, and talk and reconcile, and it, it just was a shit show. Speaking of shit shows, it was a shit show. We could we went from being able to talk about anything and almost everything and, and be able to have a conversation to not even be able to have a basic conversation. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to plead my case while so I think I'm a good guy and, you know, look at all the things that I do for you uh, and not give her the emotional support she needs, but look at all the things. You know, I do this, I do that. Uh, you do this, you do that. And, you know, one of the things that I brought up to her, right or wrong, but I did bring it up to her, is I was like, last month we were on vacation for 30 days, right? I don't want to brag. I'm just telling you the truth. Like, we were on vacation, even if it was work vacations. Like, we went to Mexico for a week. I took her to London. Uh, we went to the Dominican Republic to celebrate a friend's anniversary. And there was one other trip that we took where... Either I or the company paid for everything. And it was, again, 30 days. 30 days in one calendar year we've been on vacation. And she was like, you know, all those vacations are nice, but being treated like a human being is better. And that really has stuck with me since, obviously, since I can remember those words. That has stuck with me since she said that. And it's just like one of those things. It's like, listen, again, like I said in the Shit Show Chronicles 1, right, I am not a perfect man. Uh, <clears throat> I'm quick to anger. Not not anger. I just get frustrated at shit, okay? And, and let me take a little side track and, and talk about that for a second. The reason I get frustrated with shit is because I'm a business owner, right? So whatever happens in my business happens to me uh, because of me, ultimately. The buck stops here. So when I go out somewhere and I get shit show service, uh, I guess shit show is the new word I learned this week that I want to share with everybody. When I do that or when I have those issues or when um, things pop up, they annoy me. Okay? They frustrate me. When shit in the house breaks, it annoys me. I have unrealistic expectations. See, I thought I was going to buy this house. It would never break. It would never need more work. It would never need maintenance. Right? Unrealistic expectations. But I'm not saying that I didn't have them. And also, part of it was... Um, Part of it was ego. Like, fuck, I shouldn't have to deal with these issues. Why do I have to deal with these everyday issues that everyone has to deal with? Don't you know I'm special? Didn't y'all get the memo? So 
again, I'm not saying I was perfect, okay? Now, to quote Chris Rock again, you're supposed to do this, you dumb motherfucker, but I never put my hands on the woman in an aggressive manner, and I never stepped outside of the marriage. So I never beat her. I never physically assaulted her. I never, you know, made her wear a chain in or outside of the bed, like there was, there was nothing that I thought that I did that made her feel to be less of a human being. You know, she never ate out of a cage. Um, you know, it's just like it's like. So, did I make you feel less of a human being before or after we went to the Louis Vuitton shop? Did I before or after I took you to London? Was that when you started feeling like less than a human being? Um, and obviously, this again, this is all one-sided, my point of view. Um, but it just was something that really struck me because I thought I was doing everything possible that I could to be a good husband in one area when I was really failing in the other areas of giving emotional support, of you know, treating at sometimes treating as my equal, um, you know, all of the things. So I'm not sitting here from the glass house, but it really, really kind of confuse me because I was like man and this is like week two or three of her being gone I think it's like week two and I'm like listen I don't I don't mean to be mean and I certainly don't want to rush you but I can't keep this under wraps anymore I'm, I'm a, you know I'm bursting at the seams emotionally about this and I need to be able to tell people hey this is what's going on one way or the other and I kind of need you to make a decision so we agreed uh, to meet um, one last time one of the last times there at Red Zone. So we meet, we do lunch. It's all awkward silence. It's all surface conversation. She never brings it up. And then as we're leaving, she's like, oh, well, let's let's sit in your truck for a second and talk. And we go back and forth. I can't even remember the, the conversation, which is kind of ironic considering that uh, it's one of the biggest conversations. But again, emotional conversations sometimes I have a hard time remembering. But long story short, you know, she wants to spend more time with her family, with her faith, with working out. She feels like, you know, she didn't get treated like a human being, that I'm so controlling, I'm this and that. And that she tells me that she's not interested in working it out. Now, I reconfirm that to her and I say, okay, here's the deal. If this is what you want to do, then I'm considering from here on out, I'm considering that we are getting a divorce. You have told me that you do not want to reconcile this relationship. I'm getting a divorce. We're getting a divorce. I'm not getting a divorce. I don't want to get the divorce. I'm not the one that abandoned the marriage. I'm not the one that hired the lawyer, right? This is not at all what I wanted, but this is what you want apparently based on your actions. And the fact that you're telling me that you want to do all these other things and that being married is secondary to everything um, that you want to do. So I'm like, look, we're getting a divorce. As far as I'm concerned, you're single. I'm single. We're going to be single. You know, you're free to date. I'm free to date. Uh, you know, I'm not going to rub it in your face. I don't want you to rub it in my face. And, and we're just going to kind of move on uh, from there. Well, you know, it's just very awkward. Like, we, you know, she's like, will you give me a hug? And it, it's one of those things at the end where you're just like, I'm, I was so numb. I remember at that moment, I was like, I want to give you a hug, but I also don't want to give you a hug because it's like, I'm still trying to process the fact that, oh shit. And, and I will tell you, like, all of this felt bad, but none of it felt real. I don't know. That's only like it was like I always felt like we were going to fix it. Like something was going to fix it. We were going to fix it. We were going to save it. We were going to somehow we were going to pull this out of the ashes, so to speak. Um, so, yeah. So 
it wasn't until probably that moment that I was like, wow, okay, this is like, this isn't, she's mad at me. This isn't, we're mad at each other. This is like, we're going forward on this log ride um, to do that. And then I tell her, this is, I think this is at the end of January, maybe even the beginning of February. I'm like, look, I can't do anything for the next two months. So I can't do anything until April with the divorce stuff. Um, because I've got these two big projects going up, and frankly, with limited energy, with lim limited everything, uh, I need to focus on these two things. One, because they're uh, two big money-making events for us, but two, it's like I have to focus on my business and the fact that it's the only thing that's going to be with me at the end of 2017, and certainly not you. So, um, as you can assume... She's not very happy about that. You know, she wants to make this, you know, it's like, we got to move this move, got to make this move. Now, I don't know where you live, but in Texas, uh, it's 60-day minimum. So we couldn't even do anything until like the end of April, if I remember correctly. Like that was the soonest we could do it. Or maybe it was the end of March. And I was like, hey, I've got a Mile High Mastermind. After that, I can deal with it. So I'm like, look, I, I can't. Right? It'll be April or May. And she's like, no, it won't. She leaves, storms out, and all that stuff. Well, wouldn't you know that a few days later, I get an email from Alethea Kathleen. Sorry, I had to cough. And I, I, it's funny. I pause the recorder to take a cough. But when I do this, smack them lips and all that good stuff, no, nothing there. So, uh, so we agree that we're getting a divorce. I tell her I can't really work on it until after these two events because I need to focus 100% of my energy and attention on staying alive and doing this. Uh, and a few days after that meeting that she's upset that I want to wait that long, I get an email from her. It says, uh, Dear Tim, uh, after talking with my lawyer, I find it's highly unusual for someone that abandoned the marriage like I did to have to continue paying half the bills. So I've decided... Not let's talk about it, not let's discuss it. Let's, I've decided that I'm no longer going to pay half the bills and I'm only going to pay half the mortgage because, of course, I want to check at the end of this. That's, she didn't say that. That's me saying that, right? But it's like, of course, I want to pay half the mortgage right now because if I don't, then Tim could not pay me and God knows I'm going to need the money. Um, so, yeah, despite an email, despite a text message that I both have proof of, that I send back to her and I'm like, are you not a woman of your word? So I, I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. In fact, I, I've, I've said this before. I'm probably going to say it a hundred times. Just fucking deal with it, okay? If I came to you, and a dear listener, and I said, listen, everybody, I've made a decision suddenly to leave my marriage. I did not talk with my spouse. I left her in the middle of the night. I took her dogs. Uh, before she could even respond to anything, I took half the money out of the bank account. Then I agreed that I was going to pay half the bills until we were divorced. And then I arbitrarily decided to no longer be a person of my word and not do that. I would hope, dear listener, that you would think of me as a big piece of shit. So I don't understand how when the roles are reversed, and, and honestly, the sexes are reversed, how that's bold and empowering. And you go, woman, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's what happened. So Alethea Councilman has abandoned our marriage with no notice of warning. She's taken my dog dad and threatened to sue uh, to get back. I finally get my dog back, but not before she takes more shit. And basically, we agree to divide the stuff. She's agreed that she wants to get a divorce. 
or she didn't agree. She told me. I told her I wanted to work on it. She said, eh, I'm good. I want a divorce. And now she's going back on her financial agreement that she made with me with no repercussions. It's like, yeah, I just decided arbitrarily. I just decided. Now, it's funny because I never arbitrarily decided not to pay any bills during our marriage, right? Like, I didn't arbitrarily decide one day not to work. Like, I, if I, shit, if I know we could do things arbitrarily, be like, eh, I decided to have sex with your sister, even though she's flat chested and has no ass, right? Looks like a Tinkerbell. But a bad one. I, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like, just, oh, I arbitrarily decided to do that. It's like, no, no, you can't do that. It's like, I get it. So, you want to talk about just like being totally con- like who the fuck is this woman has been uttered multiple times by me by other people that know this person by even religious people i know have been like what the f-? so this is all going on and now i'm left to shoulder 100 percent of the responsibility for a house that oh by the way i built for her I'm living, I'm recording this right now, in a house, a four-bedroom, two-bath house that I don't even go into two of the four bedrooms. One's her office I haven't been in since she left, uh, and the other is a guest room that I only sleep in when I can't sleep in my other bed, right? Um, I, 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 Yeah, so now I'm, I have this huge responsibility, financial responsibility, on my shoulders only that... She is now just put on me and be like, yeah, I, I know I said I was going to do that, but because you don't want to, to work on this marriage faster. And by the way, again, I can't. Like, no matter what I did, there would have been nothing we could have done. Doing what I did prolonged the divorce probably by one month, if that. So now she's decided, ah, I'm not going to do that, which is just crazy to me that, again, that can happen. And that if a female does that, my opinion, it's brave and empowering. And you go, girl. If a guy did that, he'd be looked on it like a piece of shit. Like I think he rightfully should be. So, yeah. So, that happens, right? Uh, And I want to say this is probably February-ish around that time. Um, And, yeah, then then this is when things kind of start getting real blurry because it's like, okay, we're not going to... uh, you know, we're not going to talk and, and you know, this and that. And then, um, sorry, guys, my brain just suddenly was like, Tim, how about if we just go in neutral? So that's that's there. I'm trying to think of what the next big event is. So I've got my dog back. I'm paying for everything on my own. We are getting a divorce. Um, and this is happening very, very rapidly. Uh, and, and um yeah, Valentine's Day comes and goes. I make a bunch of jokes about it online, you know, showing hands of, like, single guys and stuff like that. A buddy of mine texts me. He's like, oh, I think I know why you're making all those jokes. I'm like, yep, way to go, detective. You got me. So after all this happens, I hire my lawyer, and we begin the the deal. And I write up everything that we've agreed to and we've talked about, and I send it to them. And the process begins. And I know what you're thinking, like, whew, all right, Tim, good, we're off this roller coaster. Oh, no. Oh, no, dear listeners. No, no. We still have our anniversary coming up. We still have a Garth Brooks concert that resulted in Alethea Castleman showing up at my front door, demanding to explain herself and how she 
didn't want me to think that I was a mean person by abandoning our marriage and hiring a lawyer and keeping the dog away from me and taking half our money. Right? She didn't want me to judge her on those things. That's that's what she that's how I interpreted what she said. I don't want you to judge me on those things. That's not who I am as a person. Even though those are all the activities that I've done that are verifiable by anyone and everyone. Uh, there's for showing up at my favorite bar drunk. Uh, the first, which also coincidentally uh, is the first time that she brings up the fact that she knows. She knows. I know you've been dating. I know all about this girl. I know all about this girl. Except she didn't know all about this girl. And there was one key critical component that she was missing in that whole dynamic that I got to break to her. I'll tell you about some of my first dates. That's always fun. 37-year-old man about to be twice divorced with no game, as the, as the folks like to say, going back out into the abyss that is known as dating with now new apps like Tinder and Bumble and all these other freaking websites. So I have so much more to share with you in the Shit Show Chronicles. And I will in the next episode personally. Now, let's talk about the business stuff. So, when I last left you, dear listener, we were at the end of February. Now, I'm at the Funnel Hacking Live event. I finally am able to secure an agreement with the company that runs a Traffic and Conversion Summit event. Finally, 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 finally able to get that done. Um, and I have to book last-minute tickets for me and all of my staff. So because they only booked us less than two weeks out, of course, I'm paying a premium to get everybody out there. I'm flying my ops manager, my customer service person. I'm flying my old uh, uh, ops manager slash business partner now out there. And I'm even flying out a friend to help me take notes. And this turns out to be one of the smartest things that I could ever do, which was to get us all physically in one location. So I rented an Airbnb house. Uh, we got Ubers everywhere. We just had a great time. It was a great team bonding experience. Honestly, it was a great team bonding experience. And I would highly recommend, if you have a staff, even if they're virtual, to get together in a place, a minimum of one time a year. To let you know, this was so beneficial that I did it in March that I did it again just a few months ago, excuse me, a few weeks ago when I went up to Michigan to get my RV, right? Which I'll talk to you about there. So we do the traffic conversion event. Now, here's the thing. Not only are we having to scramble last minute to get a sales letter written, to get all this stuff done, through no fault of our own, by the way. We've been trying to get this deal in place since August of last year. Um, just to give this a timestamp, not to throw anybody on the bus, but just to give you a timestamp. I sent my first email for Traffic and Conversion 2008. I sent that today. So I'm recording this, even though I know you'll be listening to it probably in September, because I'm releasing these once a week. I'm recording this August 24, 2017. I have already sent my first email for TNC 2018. I did the same thing last year. Except I started sending him in October, and we didn't get a deal in place until two weeks before the event. So I'm flying my staff out last minute, I get the sales letter, doing all that, trying to get as much affiliate love and support. But guess what? Only two weeks before the launch. Only two weeks before the launch. So we do the best we can. We go out there, we have a great time. We collectively produce 455 pages of notes over. Uh, three or four day event. 80 speakers. They didn't even 
they didn't even put time in for lunches. That's how my, that's that. So we were like doing rotating lunches and all that crazy crap. Um, but we made it work because that's what we do. And we're the best at the business at doing industry notes. Like I'd put us up against anyone. I will destroy them. I, we just will. I've only done this notes event for five years. I think it is. Yeah. We've only got this thing dialed in over the last, you know, half decade. So it goes well, not as great as years past because of the delay um, and because of the short time frame, which again is out of our control, which leads to the whole thing of like trying to get our money right and control our own destiny to where we're not playing in other people's sandboxes, whatever analogy that is. So I'm at an all-time high, right, in terms of business stuff. Like we've just got done with our two big launches. I just had a big team building thing out in San Diego that went amazingly well and I loved um, and felt very loved back by the staff and felt like we all had a good time and things are going okay. We still have not found our true north. We still haven't found like the one thing we want to be known for and this, that, or the other. Um, but we're, you know, we're doing okay and we're doing better than we have before. Um, but there's a problem and that's with me. And see, I told you guys I was doing really good the first couple weeks with the, uh, you know, the whole divorce stuff. But suddenly depression started rearing its ugly head. Now, I begrudgingly decided to take some antidepressant medication, uh, understanding it was going to be a temporary, not a permanent thing. And I'm grateful that I did because it did kind of help me relax a little bit. It, you know, made my outlook look a little more positive. Um, and it just kind of helped get me through. But I was having this issue where I could sleep a full 8, 10, 12 hours and then um, wake up work for two or three hours, or not even work, just be awake for two or three hours, and then want to go right back to bed, right back to bed, to the point where uh, I, I booked a doctor's appointment while I still had health insurance with my ex, and was like, I need to find out what's killing me, um, so on March 22nd, the only reason I know is I'm actually looking at my calendar that has it there, I had my doctor's appointment, uh, and come to find out that I was just vitamin D deficient, here I was thinking I had something horrible, like cancer or Something, something, leukemia, I mean, you know, I'm on WebMD, so I either have like a hangnail, a vitamin D deficiency, or all types of cancer AIDS all into once. Uh, turns out, just vitamin D uh, deficient. And I was able to get on some vitamin D supplements, uh, which I highly recommend. If you, In fact, I told uh, my friend about this this morning. If you're having energy issues, vitamin D. Vitamin D, vitamin D. You can go get a supplement. Uh, I take 5,000, whatever their units are. I take 5,000 a day. Um, and I can take it. I'll just tell you. Well, just, um, I almost said TMI, but uh, have I listened to my own podcast? So I shit cast lately. Um, so I get up in the morning, let the dogs out. Usually I have to pee myself. Uh, go in, do that, take one of those, and then chill for another 30 to 60 minutes. And then by that time, you know, the walls are starting to vibrate because I have uh, energy pumping through me. I'm like, okay, great, cool, let's do that. Um, so, yeah, so that happens. And then the next thing that goes on, we have the launch. I do a doctor's appointment. I'm not dying. I just do the vitamin D. That's great. Uh, and then that takes us into my favorite event, one of my favorite events for the year. Unfortunately, I've only done one this year, and I probably am only going to get to do that one this year, which I'm super disappointed about, although I do have some time, so maybe I can sneak one in. Um, it's the Mile High Mastermind. What that is, is that's two days 
with uh, no more than like 10 to 15 business owners, right? I know there are guys, and I'm not bashing them, like Russell and Ryan and all those have, you know, 50, 100-person war rooms and masterminds and all that. That's great. That's not what I was looking for. I want something that's deep and impactful on a smaller level. They do it on a bigger level. I want it on a smaller level. So we go up there. I get a big loft. We hang out for two days. Uh, we do that. This time, uh, I brought a note taker with me. That was really smart. I'd like to do that every time we do that. Uh, and it was just a great healing time it was fun to be around with friends and I got to break the news uh, that was the first time I broke the news to my smaller circle of friends that the ex and I uh, Alethea Castleman uh, had uh, had left me so get to do that and things are looking up right we've just got done with two of our bigger launches of the year we have great uh, momentum. We've got you know a full war chest. We've got a team that's bonding uh, and uh, you know that the clicking like we're we're doing well. We're fixing the things that we should have fixed last time. And yeah, as we we even came up with this term called year one shit. Like we we're done doing year one shit, and we really are. We're done doing year one shit. Um, and that was at the time. Uh, you know that was kind of our motto. It still is. Uh, and with me and my business manager. Um, all things are looking good. Oh, by the way, to throw in a little added wrinkle, one night, your boy Timmy C, and I'll cover this on another episode too, but uh, discovers a cheap flight to Paris for the month of May. And I want to get out and I want to get away because frankly, I feel like I kind of need this trip to survive personally. Um, so one night I get an email, a website, by the way, called Scott's Cheap Flights. Again, scottscheapflights.com. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend you sign up for the paid service, by the way. It's 40 bucks a year at the time of this recording. Uh, and you put in your airport codes and it only emails you when it has airports near you. So uh, one night, 11 o'clock, I get this thing. It says round trip tickets to Paris, $400. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, that can't be right. I go check through Delta Airlines. Sure enough, it is, right? By the way, I think this is around all the time the United stuff was going on. So I was like, well, as long as it's not United, I'm okay with it. So I booked this trip. And I tell my staff, listen, I have booked a trip to go to Paris, France for the entire month of May. And I want you, dear operations manager, to run my business while I'm gone. I want to be away from this. I need to be away from it. I got to step away. I got to step back. I got to do all the things that I need to do uh, to be successful uh, and, you know, alive and, and you know, reset my life, if you will, because I've just suffered, you know, it's a major trauma, uh, especially the way that it happened. Um, so that is the plan. So we're going to spend part of April getting things together. We're going to do a little launch because, oh, by the way, I discovered this little affiliate technique that um, was not revolutionary but was uh, very effective even for low-hanging fruit uh, or total beginners. So we're like, okay, we'll do a launch in, all, in April. We'll have all this new, hot, fresh lead source. Then we'll do uh, May. We'll be run by the team. I'll come back in June, refreshed, revived. Like, this is perfect. We have a great plan. We have the perfect plan, if you will, to get things going. And wouldn't you know that life has a way of laughing at you? Um, so, yeah, that's where we are.
So in this shit show chronicles, personally, we're up to probably the end of February, maybe beginning of March. Let's just let's just say we're in February personally and professionally in the chronicles, just so you can timeline this, we're at the end of March. So on the next shit show chronicles, I'm gonna talk about starting to get back out there, talk about um, the trip to Paris and how that all came to be, talk about uh, when Alicia Castleman showed up randomly at my door one day, and if we make it far enough, not sure if we will the next time or the time after, I'll even tell you about how one day I'm at my favorite bar here in Lubbock, Texas, I get a tap on the shoulder, I turn around, and there she is, standing right in front of me. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will leave you. Thanks for listening to the Shit Show Chronicles. I don't know if they're helpful to you, um, but they certainly are helpful to me to kind of get all this stuff out, give it a clean slate, um, and really just kind of process it all uh, as well. And to also show you that life is not all ups, uh, it's not all perfects. It's got ups and downs. And, um, yeah, just so much craziness in between. So I have a lot more to share, uh, a lot more details to go through. And, uh, as always, I appreciate your guys' advice and feedback. Thanks so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, until the next time, I'll see you soon.